Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. That felt like redemption for all of the bad luck and the bad times and the negative energy we were having out in Los Angeles We finally get some sleep. Well, we did, not the Brewers. They arrived at the hotel at 5 in the morning. And they arrive and they drop nine runs on the Rangers. They mash out 14 hits. They took the lead for good in the seventh. It got stressful in the ninth, but a win is a win is a win. And hey, it's another one-run win. They're now 25-11 and in one-run games. I'm Dominic Catronio with Jeff Cirillo once again here tonight. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620 if you want to join us here on the show tonight. Jeff, man, whew, exhale. That got tight at the end, but I, I love seeing double-digit hits, nine runs. Things uh, are going well right now for the crew. I mean, uh, especially on short notice, I mean, it's, it's always good, you know, when you, when you have a three-game watch like you had at Dodger Stadium. Sometimes, you know, not getting a day off or even going home, just kind of get a short night in the sheets, right, there on a long road trip. But but what a, what a, what a performance tonight! It was a it was a heavyweight fight. You knew that it was going to be an offensive kind of a series based on just what the stats and what the Texas Rangers bring to the table. And it, it was a great game. It was a, it was a very very entertaining baseball game. This is a game that the Brewers uh, I don't buy into the whole oh well now they're not going to score another run the whole series. They did it against the lefty. Stratton had their number, but then as soon as they brought in their leverage reliever Josh Boers, they got to him. He's now struggled his last two games, and the Brewers added on, right? The Brewers' insurance runs is the reason why they won this game, right? They weren't content being up 6-4. to four. They made it 9-4. to four. And we will have a conversation about the ninth inning. We'll have a conversation about Chaffin and Piguero. But seeing an offense continue to churn, that's something the Brewers have not had really all season. They get the 4, they get the 5, and they're done. It's been a minute since we've seen an offense like this. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, just, just looking at the boxer, right? I mean, the Brewers came out in the third and scored three, and then the, uh, true to farm, the Rangers with a great lineup of their own were able to bounce back. And they took lead. That's one of those games, right? And the Brewers sometimes, you know, well, we got you three, and then, then that didn't hold up, and then sometimes the, the bats go a little bit quiet. But they instantaneously got them with the Santana, and just, again, you know, Santana, I think, is just starting to get much more comfortable in that lineup. And you see the presence that he brings with the power that he brings, uh, and just... You, you can feel when he has the bats. It's just a professional bat with the with the ability to do some damage, and hopefully when Rally Teles gets back, it just kind of lengthens that lineup and gives him a little bit more power source, where that manager in the other dugout is thinking about matchups later in the game. Uh, this uh, text from earlier in the game from nine two zero area code, wondering if Greg Matzik is going to retract his early assessment of Carlos Santana. A uh, man. Uh, one for four, but the one was a big knock, a three-run shot to right field on a fastball that was elevated. Take me into that bat there, Jeff, because on the first pitch of the at-bat, Spores is a breaking ball specialist. He throws a lot of sliders, a lot of curveballs. And he got Santana to swing and miss at the first pitch out of the zone, but then we saw Santana make an adjustment. What did you see in that key at-bat? Yeah, that's it, right? I mean, uh, you know, Santana's one of those guys. I mean, he, he, even though the, the numbers might not be – indicative of what he is throughout his career, right, this year. 
but he's one of those guys that's very patient and uh, and and he's got a plan at the game plan and he can change mid 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 at bat and he made the adjustment and he got to the fastball. So I mean, hats off to him and, and it's a big hit for a guy, especially knowing that situation, especially when you come over and you need to be that kind of force in the middle to hit a home run that was that significant tonight. Uh, it can only do wonders for his confidence. The the Brewers. Got sustainable offense early in this game. And by sustainable, I mean keeping the line moving. Doubles and singles and situational hitting. The Brewers went 5-for-11 with runners in scoring position tonight after having three consecutive games in which they totaled 0-for-10. Sometimes a new environment and you feel great. It's Baseball's a stupid, silly game sometimes. And yet... Here you are, you get a new environment against a really good, another first-place team, the AL's best, and they get the job done. And I loved what I saw from that third inning. To, you could see the collective stress coming off of these guys' backs. That's exactly right. Like, right. I think that the Brewers, I think in total, might have had 11 or 12 hits in three games. And tonight they have 14 hits. Uh, so baseball is, is, like you said, it can be very boring, and sometimes the offense, it's easy to get down on the offense. And look, Dodger Stadium is not not the greatest hitter's ballpark, especially at night uh, with their pitching. So, I mean, heads off to the Brewers night, 14 hits, no errors, and especially some unbelievable. I mean, you saw you saw the glimpses of what the Brewers are, and they're just a gritty team. They're fun to watch, and, and they just know how to win those tight games. Uh, I got a text in here from the top row of Craig Matson coming straight to my phone, not even the text line. Hey, it's not Santana who I've been hammering. It's been Jesse Winker, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I didn't hear it. I'm not getting in the middle of a fight here between the texters, but Greg wanted to defend himself here. A couple other texts that have come in here as well. Mike in Colorado, I don't know if we should feel good or feel lucky about tonight's win. I feel good. You score nine runs against a first-place team, and the pitching staff, aside from Chafin, really pitched well. And You can argue, Piguero, we'll get into that, but... I, I, I feel good about this because the Brewers needed a win like this to prove, okay, the offense, is, the offense is in there and potentially getting reinforcements soon with Roddy Telez could make things interesting. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, if you watch the game, I mean, look at Chapin, the stuff coming out on TV. It didn't, it didn't look great, especially for someone that, that you know, is, is supposed to be spearheading kind of that later in, in, in later, later part of the game. Right? It's slide was a little flat, the fastball didn't have a lot of, life to it you know hopefully like with les coming back it's it's just one game and and to be honest with you Dom, like last night when we watched the game I, the Brewers could have easily won that game last night on santana with a double they kind of had a, a shoddy base running uh, with taylor going on contact you know if they were second second and third in that situation instead of first and second you know that brings freeman up and then the ball shoots by him for a double so that could have been you know a win last night so um that being said, I mean, like you said, all you can do, I, mean, I remember I had a AAA manager tell me, he's like, and I was hitting into a lot of line drives, he goes, Jeff, he goes, you know, the guys that hit the most line drives get the most line drives caught. So tonight, it didn't go for Texas way there in the ninth inning, but for the Brewers, a lot of their hits saw holes tonight. This was a game the Brewers were due. They got 14 hits. Of course, we all want to spread it out a little bit more, but a win is a win, and the best news of the day is the fact that the Cubs lost earlier. They lost to the Royals at home. The The Cubs are starting a stretch right now where they're going to play 27 games in 26 days, so they're going to be uh, really grinding here in the dog days of summer before they get a few off days toward the end of the season. So the Cubs lose 
but the Reds did win on a walk-off homer from Christian Encarnacion Strand. So they flip in the standings, but the Brewers' lead remains at two games. It's essentially two and a half games, given they have that tiebreaker on the Reds. So they're up two on the Reds, three on the Cubs, 39 games to go. We're going to take our first breather of the night here on WTMJ. I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you in part all season long by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, and they're offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. 855-616-1620. More texts, more calls. Stay with us. Just getting going on Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dom Catronio. Jeff Cirillo is with us as well. A few more texts. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Josh in Milwaukee. After the series in L.A., we need to get back to winning. I understand what the Rangers have going, but the fact that Devin had to come in bothers me. As good as the pitching is, I fear we'll run out of gas. The offense can't do more. Appreciate the text there, Josh. Let's start with Brandon Woodruff as you start to unpack the pitching tonight. Brandon Woodruff, in my opinion, maybe had his B-minus stuff today. The velo was there, but he wasn't getting as many swings and misses as he normally does. And a couple of home runs, he didn't pitch that bad at all. And then a you know a runner that he left behind for Piguero comes in to score, so the line looks worse than it actually is. I was really happy with the way Woodruff pitched against this freakish elite offense and only his third start back from the injured list. How did you assess his performance tonight, Jeff? I would agree with you. You're like swinging this was a concern, but at the same time, these it's got an elite offense, and you know these guys don't miss miss uh, miss the cookies, right? And so when you fall behind the counts, and you're just gonna have that put away pitch tonight. He looked his stuff looked a little bit short, but I don't think it's indicative of of how the rest of the season will play out. He battled through his his pitch count and got to his innings, and uh, it was one of those games that you just saw it, it was going to be a slugfest. It was going to be one of those ones. And that's why it's just so imperative on the road, especially when you're playing a, a division-winning type team with a great offense, to add those runs on like the Brewers did in the eighth inning. It, it was a game that he really relied on his changeup because so many lefties on the other side of the order, he threw 24 changeups to lefties today. 14 of them were strikes, and uh, he only got two whiffs on that pitch against, uh, or rather three whiffs total in the game on that pitch, despite how much he threw it. And he hung a few. The curveball wasn't as sharp as usual. And I was really happy seeing the velo all the way back. We saw a few 98s today. The changeup will come with feel. The changeup will come with more reps. But I'm overall, when Brandon Woodruff doesn't have his best stuff, he's still better than 95% of the league, which is a great spot to be in if you're the Brewers. And I just wish the bullpen could have been a little bit cleaner behind him. But... This is a. I think this is. It's kind of a part of the development, right? This is. We talk about this is spring training right now for Brandon Woodruff, being the fact that he's trying to build back up. And sometimes you want to start where you don't feel your best, and you need to kind of grind and grit and find out what you can make work and figure it out on the fly. Because he's not going to have that much time to figure it out and have a grace period here down the stretch. No, Don. That's a great point you make, though. Right, getting his velocity up to ninety-eight. You know. Pre, pre this season and back to 2022, right? 98 velocity, you know, the ability when you, people don't understand, like when you're throwing 98 miles an hour 
and you have an accomplished pitcher already, you know, you have the ability to miss barrels in even when you're fall behind in the counts and you're able to miss spots in the in, in the strike zone. So I, I would take this away that, you know, it was a gritty performance, not his best performance, but at the same time you see that velocity starting to kick up, you know, you know that he's rounding into shape for the final stretch. So let's start to unpack the bullpen here. Uh, let's get the negative stuff out of the way. I, I don't know what the deal is with Andrew Chafin, and I, I'll put my hand up. I mean, I wanted this dude in the offseason. I thought he would be a great target for the Brewers. They went with Justin Wilson instead, and obviously his season is now over. After all of that time rehabbing from Tommy John, he's got a strained lat. He is out for the rest of the season. But I think one of the weird things about Andrew Chafin right now, and for the Brewers since he came over specifically, He's been in mostly mop-up duty. Here are the games that he has appeared in. A 14-1 game, a 12-1 game, uh, a 7-3 game, a 7-1 game. Also, tonight's game when it was 9-4 when he entered, and two close games that I didn't mention. So it's been a lot of mop-up, not a lot of high-leverage innings. And I, I, I know you weren't a reliever, Jeff, but it, it feels like suddenly when the lights are bright, Things are speeding up on Chafin, and that's not what the Brewers were expecting. Uh, I, I don't think it's it, that the lights are bright. This guy's been a big money player for a long time, and he's pitched in high leverage positions a long time. What I'm going on, if I'm you know wearing the manager's hat right now, you know, you look at optics, right? You look at the stuff coming out, and for me, watching it on TV, the stuff coming out looks a little bit flat. The velocity looks it down, 91, 93. Kind of, I mean, you, you roll that back 10 years ago from a left-hander, you know, you're like, okay, that's that's due, you know, as a serviceable left-hander believer that's got experience but you know in this day of age you know when, when guys are from 91 to 93 with kind of a little bit of a flat slider you know it just doesn't have the same rev through the, the the zone so you have the optics one with the readings right and the analytics can, can can roll that out and then you look at results and you look at the swings from the other side and, you know the, the manager starts getting a little bit squishy in the dugout you know granted he did pitch in the game tonight when they were up by a lot of runs but it still was in the winnable in the winnable column right so you know, we talked about this many times. You know, you pitch your winning pitching when you're winning, and you pitch your losing pitcher when you're pitching when you're losing. You know, fortunately, the Brewers. You know, the Brewers have such a deeper bullpen that they have guys that can kind of mix and match, and then you kind of protect that back end. So, I don't think that it's that's a knock on Chapin. I just think that this stuff looks a little short to me right now. Do you have any concerns about how much the Brewers have used and continue to use Elvis Piguero? I think we get so wrapped up in the rookies on offense that we forget Elvis Piguero is still barely past being a rookie. He technically exceeded rookie limits last season, but this is his first real full season. 48th game in the big leagues tonight, and he's been thrown straight into it. Remember, this is a guy that didn't make the team coming out of camp. Are you concerned about how much the Brewers have leaned on him this season? Well, it's one of those ones you look at track records, right? You look at guys that have done that for many years, like like look at Chapman or Rivera, and obviously those guys are elite and they've been paid at leader, Kinley Jansen, right? They have a track record of getting through a full season. Like, you know, we talk about Padero and Piamps, you know, they, they do still have a few scars until they, they kind of... WTMJ, W277CV. Go through a whole season. Uh, you know, it, there's always going to be question marks. And I know that uh, Craig is trying to get these guys a little bit because they, they've, they've, you know, kind of whipped them pretty good for most of the season. So, Piguero, Piomps, you know, they've shown a little bit of glimpses. But, you know, fortunately for the Brewers, you know, their starting pitching is starting to come back into shape with Miley and Woodruff getting back into the rotation. 
And and tonight's a game that the game within the game, from the Rangers' perspective, yes, they didn't win, but they forced Devin Williams out of the bullpen. And yes, Pyoms didn't pitch, but he got hot. Uh, and then you look at Devin's outing tonight. Devin wasn't that sharp either. His changeup, that was maybe the worst we've seen his changeup in a long time. He hung it to Seager, and thank goodness he hit it out to the deepest part of the ballpark in dead center field. But maybe that's an outing. I mean, Devin hasn't pitched in a few days either, kind of like what we talked about yesterday with Yoel Piomps having not pitched in five days. Devin hasn't pitched in a few days, and he came out flat. Maybe that gets it out of the way, and he'll get right back on the saddle tomorrow. Yeah, it's one of those ones to even Williams, right? Like his changeup, it wasn't that devastating, you know, the airbender that had, you know, um, they call it in the business, they call it two-way break, right? It goes down, and then it goes down across. And tonight it looked like it had more of a little bit of roll. And, uh, you know, but, but hats off, I mean, we know how the Brewers are made, right? They're made, with the, they're made with their starting pitching and their defense, and their defense shined at the greatest moment, and, and they needed it, right? And Monetario made the great play at their base, and I feel like makes a great play in center field. It's uh, it's nitpicking in a 9-8 win against a first-place team, the best record in the American League, the Texas Rangers. But we did want to talk about it for a little bit here. There's a lot of negativity in the text line, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. The, uh, if you're going to make criticisms about Craig Council, spell his name right, okay? Don't text me misspelling his name. Get out of here with that. Uh, I want to give our player of the game here real quick with you here, Jeff, before we go to break. It's brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. Your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. My pick is Santana for the clutch home run. Who do you got tonight? I'm going to go with Christian Adamas after uh, going 0 for 4 last night. That's just knowing, as I know, as a major leaguer, you go 0 for 4, 0 for 5 in a baseball game. When you go 0 for 4 with four strikeouts, you think that, that, that you have no chance of getting another hit in, in a game, right? You feel like you got a hole in your bat. You know, everything is just a big love out there. So kudos to him and being a professional knight and getting a three for five and getting three hits, you know, in the hit column for him. So he's my star of the game. Sometimes you just got to see the bat on the ball and see it get through the infield and start generating some confidence. I love that pick, too. Uh, checking the Twitter poll. You can follow me at Dom underscore Catronio. Santana's got the overwhelming lead for the vote for the go-ahead homer. I thought Contreras was going to get a little more love, but he went three for five with a double and three runs batted in as well. Take a quick breather. Come back with our difference-making moment. We're with you till just past the bottom of the hour tonight. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 855-616-1620. Again, 855 855- 616-1620. This one from Aaron in Illinois. Going to go out on a limb here and say the difference-making moment was the three-run jack by the first baseman slash guitarist in the seventh. And we beat a lefty one more win after for a winning trip and would have liked to have seen Woody get the W, though. Do you think Devin can get the 40 saves? Man, I hope there's not that many close names down the stretch, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's the Brewers, after all. He certainly uh, got a chance to reach there. Appreciate the text. Aaron in Illinois. Tonight was save number 29 for Devin with 39 games to go. Jeff, I, I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, just the way the Brewers, so this way their season goes and all the one-run games that they've won and, and all the tight games that they play, I don't think that 40 is definitely I don't think it's 40s out of the question. You know, and I feel like they, they do a really good job 
of balancing his workload, but I'm guessing down the stretch that the wins are going to become more important, and you'll probably see a little bit more heavy use out of Devin Williams. He's uh, he's going to be the X factor with this offense down the stretch because, as we all know, those last three outs are the hardest to get. As uh, we start taking a bigger picture look at things moving forward, let's wrap up this game with the difference-making moment. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Go Know the difference. Go to Annex, who provide elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need at AnnexWealth.com. Jeff, your difference-making moment tonight is? I'm going to go with uh, Monasterio's play at third base on Mark Simeon. That was a runaway train going right. I mean, you bring your closer in. That's, that's one of those ones, right? So you want to protect that closer position. You have a big run, big run differential, right? And so, But then you give this team a little bit of momentum, and then Janikowski kind of bloops a double, and then you're like, oh, my gosh, everything's finding a hole. And then for Monasterio to kind of – make that play to get the second out. And look, all you're looking for outs, the run doesn't matter. And then and then Sal making a good play in center field. So I think that Monasterio's play, because that ball, the way that that inning was rounding out, you know, that could have easily, like, kicked off his glove or he wasn't able to get the ball in a transfer or he makes maybe a funky throw. So that, for me, was the difference in the game. I have a same batter, different at bat. Simeon's at bat in the seventh inning against Abner Uribe, Uribe allowed the single by Jankowski up the middle, and we knew this was going to be his last hitter because Hobie Milner was getting ready for the left-on-left matchup for Seager and for Lowe, and Uribe gets a 5-4-3 double play himself from Monasterio around the horn from Uribe. Real quick on Abner, we're seeing him grow up. He had the seventh inning tonight with the lead. Uh, That was indicated by Piguero having the sixth, that if the Brewers were tied or had the lead, Abner would have the seventh. And he's starting to grow up, and I think tonight's a night that he learned, hey, I don't need to strike out the world. My stuff and my sinker is nasty enough. I can get outs the other way, too. Yeah, it's always a nice lecture to have when you can fill your best pitching prospect up, especially with that kind of arm and that bowling ball sinker that he's throwing, right? Obviously, you know, walks are one of those ones. But, you know, as, as, um, as the wheels start spinning a little bit slower with the major league and the, the speed of the game for settling down, you're not so much – and all of the, the big league experience in the new stadiums and the lights. You know, this guy is going to be an asset. You know, I mean, uh, no different than like when Ashby's come up, right? And they've got just a huge, um, huge influx of talent and a, and a big shot in the arm from another big bullpen arm. So right now, I'm looking at the schedule up ahead here for the Cubs. They've got the weekend at home with the Royals. Yes, the Royals did the Brewers a favor today, but they're still the Royals. I'm not counting on it for the rest of the weekend. The Cubs, it, it gets pretty easy between now and when they meet again at the end of the end of the month. They get the Royals this weekend, the Tigers next week, the Pirates for four games next weekend, and then they come home to the confines Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday against the Brewers, uh, August 28th, 29th, and 30th down at Wrigley Field. I look at that series for the crew as I mean now I'm I'm not trying to move beyond this series in front of them with the Tiger with the Rangers you got the Twins coming to town you got the Padres coming to town but man I I have that series circled because you won't see them again until the end of the season the winner of that series is going to have all the momentum in this race but don't panic I guess is what I'm trying to say 
as we're all going to be scoreboard watching, don't panic if you see the Cubs start rattle off a few wins against these next few opponents. Yeah, it doesn't matter because all you have to do is take care of the business. I, what I do love about you, Dom, is that, that you wear it on your sleeve, right? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, last night you're like, oh my gosh, right? You kind of you like you you live and die with these games. It's it's great to hear, and it's, it's I love that the, the passion that you have for for the Brewers. And so tonight, you know, there's inflection in your voice. I'm just here. We're trying to be the fan, man. I'm trying to be the one that everyone's in my mentions. I'm trying to spin some positivity on the folks. Yesterday, there wasn't a lot to be positive about, but we found ways to pour it up glass half full and find a way to get it done. Because, look, when you win a game against a first-place team with nine runs on the board, it's hard not to put a smile on your voice, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it was an entertaining game. It was a fun game, you know, and everyone likes offense. We, we love an offensive game. It, you know, as as the uh, great philosophers in our game once said, chicks dig the long ball, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they, they love the long ball. Yeah, that's why the, the guys that, that hit the home runs drive the Rolls Royces and the guys that hit the base hits drive the uh, VW Bugs. Obviously, all these guys are driving <laughs> Rolls Royces now. I I just drive a Ford, so I, I never got the hits, so it's all good. I, I was more of a walks guy, did the little things, try hard, that kind of guy. Jeff Cirillo joining us here on the show. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, my friend, and we'll chat with you soon down the road. Always good talking to you, Dom. Have a great night. All right, Jeff Cirillo here on WTMJ. We're going to get to who's hot. We're going to hear from Craig Council a little bit later and get some highlights. We're with you until just past the bottom of the hour. Got to get to a few texts here as well, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, right here on WTMJ. Brewers win 9-8. You can start breathing again after you saw that fly ball from Corey Seager fly to dead center. But the Brewers get the win. And they're back at it tomorrow with Freddie Peralta on the mound against young, young Dane Dunning. Uh, he's been really good as of late for them. What a pickup. He was in the uh, White Sox organization for a while. He's a stud. Uh, I've seen this dude in the minor leagues, and uh, he had a great start against the Giants his last go-around. Uh, it'll be an early game tomorrow, a 3:05 first pitch. We are on the air at 2. I've got Brewers warm-up for you then. And then the network coverage will take over at the bottom of the hour to take you all the way to a 3.05 first pitch. We got some news today, and this is going to lead into our who's hot. He's not necessarily hot, but we got some news today. Sophia Minute reporting this, that Rowdy Telez was not in the lineup tonight with Nashville. And the Brewers, may they haven't confirmed this, but... They may activate him this weekend. He can be activated whenever the Brewers want. If they feel he's ready, he went two for three yesterday with a double. He had a walk-off home run two nights ago with the Nashville Sounds. Now, they weren't going to activate him tonight because a left-handed pitcher was starting, but you got a couple of righties coming the next two days, and you'll have the off day on Monday to make sure that everything is hunky-dory with... Rowdy's recovery, and if you want to get ahead of things here, you look at the twin series, it looks like you're going to see uh, a pair of righties there, Bailey Ober and Kenta Maeda, looks like it. Then for the Padres, you'll see righty-righty and then Blake Snell lefty. So you could get some at-bats right off the bat for Rowdy Telez if he were to come back. So he's warming up, he's not necessarily hot, but then we could see that tandem between Santana 
and Telez. And I, I just want to say something real quick here. If you've been listening to this long, if you've been listening on the podcast, however you do listen. When Rowdy Telez comes back, I want to put a de facto pause on all mentions of Keston Hira on this show. Unless something changes roster-wise. Somebody gets injured. Uh, there's underperformance. Significant underperformance. Not like 1-0 for 5 day. I'm saying significant underperformance where we bring up Keston here again because when Rowdy comes back, it's it's not going to happen. And I don't see it happening. It hasn't happened yet. So I want to put this, here we are, 11-16 on August the 18th that this is the last time I mentioned in Keston Hira until it is absolutely necessary and something changes on this roster for him to say, somebody say, why isn't Keston up? It's August. He hasn't been up all year. They know what he's capable of. He's not coming up this year unless something drastic happens. I'm excited to see Rowdy back. He needs to bring power, period, point blank, end of story, because him and Santana are going to share first base and the DH duties. And remember, when Caratini is catching for Burns, Contreras is going to be a DH on that day. So depending on the starting pitcher, that will tell you who's going to play first base. If it's a righty, it'll probably be Telez. If it's a lefty, it'll probably be Santana. Uh, and then there'll be days when there's a lefty on the mound and Contreras is behind the plate. You'll have uh, Santana at first base and maybe Canna as the DH. So they get a little bit of versatility now against righties and lefties over there at the corner. But that's our pick. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort all year long with Cider. And it's their end-of-summer sales event right now. You can get up to $2,000 off a qualifying Daikin furnace or AC unit. That goes through the end of the month. Schedule your appointment today and view all other promotions at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Take a breather. Come back with Craig Council on the other side of the break on WTMJ. Here's win. Fun times. First place team. All right, back tomorrow. Try to win the series somehow or win all three. I don't care. That'd be cool too. And head into a happy off day to close out a three-city, ten-day road trip. Uh, right now, let's go ahead and hear from the manager after tonight's victory. Here is Craig Council. Yeah, we did a really good job on offense today. Um, you know, combination of hitting the balls hard, and then you know, like thought William said, we got to hit through the infield in the big spot. So, um, thought offensively, just even from from the starter, did a really nice job. Um, and we came back too. They, they grabbed the lead from us and. Had really good. In it. Uh, Carlos's home run was a, you know, his second huge home run on the road trip. Um, so a really good offensive day. You always say it's you know it's contributions up and down. You've got three players with three hit games. Um, I mean that's as good as you can ask. Yeah, for, right? for sure. Um, yeah, we it was, you know, there was a lot of pressure innings this this game. Um, we did a nice job with that. And um, yeah, bottom line, and Bryce. Bryce had a bunch of hits. Tyrone had a big, big double to get an inning going for sure. Um, and then uh, Willie and Yelly, uh, big, big days for sure too. What, what do you think is going on with Chief? That he just hasn't seemed to hit his stride yet since he's come over. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, you're right. And um, you know, we got to try to get him straightened out. And um, you know, just, just, it's a combination of things. We got to get him on the edges more. We got to get a slider going. That's, that's the bread and butter clearly. So. That's that's the pitch we got to get going and, and competitive and get him ahead in the count so we can get to that pitch. What did you think of Woody 
Um, I thought it was good. I mean, he, you know, it's it's two pitches, unfortunately, that uh, that got him a little there. Um, and uh, you know, Seager gave him a great at bat to to lead off that inning. Um, you know, it was a really good battle. Unfortunately, you know, he just he gave him a great battle, and then um, just to pitch out over to another good hitter, and he got him, and then I, I think he hung a slider to to uh, Garver, unfortunately. How big were those plays in the ninth there at third and center? Yeah, I mean that's where our defense kicks in for sure, and um, it's something that has helped us out all year, and 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 will continue to. It'll continue to be a really important part of this team is is our defense, and it's not in the box score, um, and and so it gets overlooked sometimes, um, but it but it matters a ton. I know you know not necessarily we drew it up there in the ninth, but to get just to get a win and get off the you know losing streak from LA, it's just got to feel good to yeah, be able look, to turn the page. You know we're, we're four and three on the road trip, um, and your job is to win games. You know we, after the win, it goes in the win column, and it doesn't really matter how it looks. Um, but we and we scored some runs today, and I think you know after we struggled in LA to score runs, um, that that feels good too. Um, this is a very good offensive team. Um, it's tough to keep runs off the board for them, but um, offensively we did a great job tonight. Uh, the offense is the story tonight, as it was the story last night, as it will be story most likely for the rest of the season. So coming up next, let's relive some highlights. Let's get to some offense, shall we? Stay with us, Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? This Get up! and this Get out of time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Brewers taking Brandon Woodruff to the mound against Andrew Haney for the Rangers deep in the heart of Texas. We pick things up in this game in the third inning. Scoreless game at this point. The Brewers second time through against the lefty Haney. Yelich leads off with a double and quick work from William Contreras right behind him. Here's the 1 1 to Contreras. And a liner into left center field. That is down, plugs the gap, and roll all the way to the wall. Yelich jogging around third to plate the game's first run. It's an RBI double for William Contreras. And the Brewers lead it 1 0. After an 0 for 10 week in LA with runners in scoring position, they quickly start things 1 for 3, but they weren't done in the inning. Two batters later, Mark Canna. A one line past the third baseman Smith and into the left field corner. Contreras trots home. Canna on his way to second. Here's the throw. He slides in there head first safely. It's an RBI double for Mark Canna, and the Brewers lead it two to nothing. Dan Grindle's call once again. How about some feel good? Willie Adamas had three hits tonight. Here's one of them. There goes the runner. The 3-1 pitch is a ground ball deep in the hole. Past the glove of Seager and into left field. Around third is Canna. He will score. It's an RBI single for Willie Adamas. And a three spot here in the third for the crew. Three to nothing Brewers. You could feel the tension being relieved for the Brewers. But it would come right back an inning later. Home runs. Two home runs in the span of three batters for the Rangers. A two-run shot from Nathaniel Lowe and a solo shot from Mitch Garver tied this game at three. Then furthermore, in the sixth inning, a leadoff double from Corey Seager would come around to score after Woodruff exit, exited and Elvis Peguero gave up a single up the middle. So it's 4-3 Rangers now as we head to the top of the seventh inning. It all began with a leadoff walk to Christian Yelich. Then William Contreras singled the other way. Men on first and second. A heck of a battle unfolding 
for Carlos Santana. 2-2. Santana hits one in the air. Deep right. Garcia back at the track. Gone! Carlos Santana. A three-run shot. His 17th of the season. And the Brewers back on top. If Santana played his whole season with the crew, he'd be second on the team in home runs right now. His fifth with Milwaukee. Huge spot. Gave the crew the lead that they would not relinquish. But the Brewers would add some insurance thanks to William Contreras in the eighth inning as well. And the 2-2. Ground ball towards the middle. That'll get through base hit. One run scores. Here comes Taylor to the plate. It's a two-run knock for William Contreras. 8-4 Milwaukee. Mark Canna would also add an RBI. There's Jeff Levering's voice. But then things would get stressful in the bottom of the ninth. The Rangers would manage to plate three runs, and the Brewers would be forced to go to Devin Williams. A bloop double from Jankowski, an RBI ground out, made it a one-run game with Corey Seager with two outs and the tying run at the plate. Williams ready at the letters. Coming back. Fly ball, center field, back Freelich, warning track wall, jumping and he got it! Sal Freelich right in front of the Brewers' bullpen, leaps and makes the catch to save the game. I don't want to say it was a homer, but it would have been close. Freelich makes the catch, you exhale and the Brewers win 9-8 in game one of this three-game set with the Rangers. We'll wrap up the show and give you the broadcast schedule one more time after this on WTMJ. Our last minute or so of the program here. Reminder of the schedule up ahead for the crew. Tomorrow we are on the air at 2 o'clock. I've got you covered for Brewers. Warm-up first pitch is at 3.05. Freddie Peralta against Dane Dunning. And then on Sunday, Mad Max Scherzer will take the mound for the Texas Rangers as he will be countered by Adrian Hauser, as in the Brewers have an off day on Monday. They come home for the Twins, 7-10 on Tuesday, and then 1-10 on Wednesday. Just a quick little two-gamer, and then another off day next Thursday. So a good little relaxation week, and then the uh, Padres come to town, and then you'll head down to the unfriendly confines of Wrigley Field. It's going to get stressful. It's going to be very, very interesting uh, here at the end of August. I can't believe that tomorrow is August 19th. Season's already really flying by. My thanks to Jeff Cirillo for joining us, as always. And for our producer, Sam Butson, I'm Dom Catronio. Brewers win. Have a good night. Keep on swinging.